2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. I don't know. All I can say is I exist. (laughs) That's all I can say. I don't know. I don't feel anything. I mean, I'm too smart to care. I know it's a bunch of bullshit to care. Like, don't care about anything. What's the point? Like, I'm feeling upset and annoyed, but I'm just like, what's the point? Like, who gives a fuck? It doesn't matter. Like, don't even think about it. I'm trying to put these thoughts of aggravation out of my head. It's not easy, because I'm human, right? Sometimes I'm too smart to be human. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of anything, really? You know what I mean? Like, seriously. What's the point? I'm having an existential crisis. (gasps) Maybe not. According to the Sopranos, um, you know, Tony Soprano, his, uh, his, uh, his uh, psychiatrist explains to him existentialism. She goes, you know, that she has, she's got that, yeah, door. <clears throat> How she sounds, she'd be like, the existential crisis of uh, during the, I don't fucking know. I don't even care. See, I don't even care to even try to do an impersonation. Of a woman. I don't want to. I don't want to care about anything right now. I'm tired. Worked a nine point two five hour shift today. And um, you know, <laughs> busted my hump moving furniture around. Working hard on my extracurricular um, studies so I can further my performing career. Trying to take a lot of my own will into my hands and um, accomplish things. Tony, the existential crises of the post-World War 1940s happen after all the atrocities happened in the world and people ask themselves if there really was a God considering all the chaos and mayhem that happened due to world war. Does that explain existentialism with a fucking Tony Soprano psychiatrist impersonation? Both were terrible, alright? But guess what? I'm existentialistic. Gives a fuck, but like, yeah, I'm just like not giving a fuck, man. Like, I'm, I'm trying to like, I don't know. I'm having a like, I'm doing a lot of like maintenance in my life at the moment, so I'm pretty bored, and um, I'm suffering the tortures of the damned. I mean, this is what you go through when you um, you're in a rebuilding phase in your life. You know, people fuck up and fall down and flop from side to side throughout their entire life. And sometimes you're going to be in a maintenance phase when you got to clean up the rubble. So um, if you're new to my podcast, I'm an actor. 
comedian, temporary laborer, alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic and uh, for real, you know, for real, real. Not like the cute type you see, you know, and um, I don't know if there's ever really a cute way to put it because, you know, some people put on the mustard, you know, they... They had a few nights of heavy drinking, and that's when they decided, after um, going on a retreat to um, uh, Budapest, and, um, you know, really searching for myself, that's when I found out, like, it was time for me to put down the drink, it's time for me to put down the bottle, and, like, really connect with who I was, and, like, what I'm trying to do in this lifetime, and just be better to my fellow man. Like, that's, like, the sexy, worldly, like, stupid, accomplished person version but for me, it's like, well, I was living in men's shelters, getting high, drunk on the daily, having fucking anxiety attacks, you know, paranoid episodes, getting my dick sucked in alleys by crackhead hookers. You know, that type of shit, wanting to kill myself, thinking about jumping off a bridge, that type of shit, you know. And um, that's when I decided that um, it was time for me to really find myself and, uh, you know... Give this uh, thing uh, called sobriety a real run for my money. You know, some people really put on the goddamn Ritz. But, you know, I was down in the dirt type of alcoholic, you know, kind of, you know, just a lousy, rundown, shiftless, good for nothing. And, um, you know, I'm in this maintenance phase now of, like, one year and nine months sober that, like, you know, things are good. I should be grateful. But um, I'm also bored as shit. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, man. I'm, I worked very hard and uh, to be a performer. I gave up a lot of things. Not gave up, but uh, I, um, I sacrificed a lot of things in my life to be a performer. As a lot of people do. You know, people sacrifice for the things they want in their life. Their family, their careers, their education. So, you know, I'm no different. But I'm, I can only speak from my perspective and what's going on with me. And what in the fuck, man? Like, I'm suffering the tortures of the damned. I mean, like, I fucking went down a fucking rabbit hole of addiction. I'm like Andy Dufresne. Remember Morgan Freeman? Andy Dufresne crawled through a river of shit to come out clean on the other side. I'm the kind of convict you see in most institutions. I get you a pack of chewing gum, sipping whiskey, little reefer, if that's your thing. I first met Andy Dufresne in the winter of 1942 when he first came to Shawshank. Yeah, I'm, my name's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I've seen millions of young men like you come up for a parole hearing. That's just rehabilitation. That's just a word that they make up so young men like you can sit there in your fancy dress shirt and your shoes and stamp your papers. But am I rehabilitated? I see that young man that I knew when I was a boy. I want to try to talk some sense into him, but I can't. He's gone. So go ahead and stamp your paper, because frankly, I don't give a damn. You ever see a penguin march? (laughs) 
I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. That wasn't even a very good. Um, see, I don't know. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in my existential mode when I don't even care about my performing anymore. It's like I try to do. I try to put my heart and soul into a fucking impersonation, and two seconds into it, I just bail. Like I don't even give a fuck. But um, <laughs> when you're in a rebuilding phase and a maintenance phase in your fucking life, man, it can be slow moving and boring and grumpy. And sometimes you forget your gratitude and you bitch and you moan and, you know, do your Morgan Freeman impersonations. And My name's Morgan Freeman. There's a master card for about most anything out there. I first remember meeting Andy Dufresne in the winter of 1942 when he first came to Shawshank. Oh, sure, he was a tall drink of water. Cleft asshole. (laughs) Get busy living or get busy dying. You're goddamn right. I'm on a train now to see my friend. I'm scared, but the wind in my hair has hope in my life. I want to see my friend again. Taste that salt, sea air. I don't know. But uh, back to the gratitude thing. Sometimes, sometimes it's slow moving, and you know when you're when you're in that maintenance phase of your life and that rebuilding phase, it can be a motherfucker. So I just had one of those days today, and I've been having one of those weeks. You know, I've been having one of those months. I've been having one of those fucking years. No. 2018 so far has been a blessing, but just the last couple months, man, I've been fucking bored. I'm in a rebuilding phase, like I said for the millionth time here. We're under construction. We got our minds under construction. Got no time for self-destruction. We got our minds under construction. Ain't got no time for self-destruction. Bootsy Collins, Parliament, Funkadelic. Yeah, baby. This is Bootsy, baby. Yeah, I got my mind under construction. Got no time for self-destruction. So I'm like, I've been cutting loose all sorts of things in my life. Anchors, ropes around my neck. Hey, you get off my cloud. You don't know me. You don't know my style. I quit doing open mics because they're just, I don't know, they're not doing it for me. You know, to each their own. Different strokes for different folks. As a stand-up comedian, it's important to go to open mics, right? That's a way for you to test out your material and, um, you know, keep the beast fed. Fan that flame. Well, I'm at the point right now where it's like i got to kind of um, get better stage time. The open mics that I've been doing just aren't cutting it for me. Don't want to talk too much about them other than that. They kind of got to a point where they were redundant for me. Stop doing them. Been schlepping my goddamn acting resume to every fucking, not every, but to a lot of agencies. Well, they're not calling back. That's fine. So basically I'm at this point in my career where I got to kind of... Um, Sorry, scratching my leg there for a sec. I got to just um, take it into my own hands and um, put my money where my mouth is and um, 
have the um, the drive to create my own opportunities. Blah, 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 to try to sound like I'm in control, you know? That's another thing I hate about talking sometimes. I always got to try to sound like I'm in control. You ever be talking to somebody and you're just watching their lips move and it's like, you're scared shitless. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You have no idea why you're even on this planet, do you? Aren't you just like me? You have no idea what the fuck the point of any of this is. All I want to do is keep a clean soul and meet Jesus. Later rather than sooner. I mean, I want to, you know, live. I want to be like 100 years old. I don't want to rock the mic till I'm fucking 102. But, um... Basically, that's my goal is like to keep a clean soul and meet Jesus. Tell some fucking knock-knock jokes. Maybe meet a sweet young ting, you know? Have a family. But, like, I'm just kind of like, like I said, doing the Lord's work, grinding it out, trying to put my own opportunities together, trying to keep my mind together at work. Oh, my God. Just the redundant stupidity of a fucking laborer's life but it's the position I put myself in so I shouldn't complain and I'm around a lot of cool people well I mean decent at least I've been working with these dudes lately doing like some furniture installation they're a bunch of really um decent people so you know that's always great I like decency I wasn't always so decent in my life if you can tell from my little rambling here today so um it feels good to be around people that are kind and decent. So that's a blessing in my life. And I have my body. I have my health. I work out. I uh, eat right. I was on my way to work this morning and I saw this um, this person who was uh, developmentally challenged. You know, a gimp, so to speak, you know. I'm a, I'm a gimp. This gimp, you know, he was like gimping down the street. And he had one of those, um, you know those masseuse massage tables? He had this masseuse massage table folded up. And the thing was about the same size as him. This fucking folding masseuse table, like the type that, you know, um, you know, old men get massaged on and, you know, they get jerked off for, you know, quick 500 or whatever. You know, I don't know what the escort rates are anymore. Those days are behind me. But, um, you know, you know, some old guy gets a fucking rub and tug and, you know, a masseuse table, a folding masseuse table. Well, this gimp, I'm a gimp. He's like gimping down the street. He's like all walking, all gimp-like and um, dragging this fucking masseuse table. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh, that poor son of a bitch. You know, like, I got to be grateful for my health. I mean, I remember I was still out there drinking and shit. And, um, you know, I was working at a loading dock. I was, uh, I don't know, what was I doing? I was, uh, I was unloading some bullshit. You know what shit goes on at a loading dock, right? Nothing. I was unloading a bunch of bullshit at a loading dock, blah, blah, blah. I was working with a bunch of assholes. This was a couple years ago. I was still on my, um, you know, getting drunk every single day of my life uh, tangent that I was on. So it was back in my drinking days. And um, I was, you know, I was in a fucking foul mood and I'm... I'm buzzing around and I'm trying to get things done quickly and I'm irritable and I'm working with a bunch of assholes and um, I wasn't paying attention. Well, I tripped and I fell off the loading dock on my ass and I hit the ground and my back hit a pole. There was like a, 
a retaining pole or whatever, like some kind of structural structural pole. I don't know, whatever the fuck, a pole, if you can imagine a concrete pole. I hit my back and my butt, and I, I hit the ground, and I thought, oh, fuck, I'm paralyzed. Oh, fuck, I broke something. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Just another fucking episode in my shitty, drinking, horrible, fucked up life. Wasn't doing any comedy, wasn't doing any acting, smoking pot, getting drunk around the clock. Now I just broke my leg at work. Great. Now I just became a paraplegic at work. Great. By the grace of God, I was fine. I popped up. I just jumped right up. <gasps> and there was this little Newfie guy, right? This little Newfie guy there. His name was Bernie. He was hilarious. Bernie goes, Hey, Jesus, Jesus there, boy. Somebody must love you, boy. Oh, Jesus, boy. <laughs> Somebody must love you. That's what I mean. I always got to maintain my gratitude. I got to remember my gratitude. I got to be... Thankful for the things I do have, like my health, my body. Seeing that gimp this morning, <laughs> gimping down the street with his fucking massage table to go to work. I mean, I guess he was a masseuse of some sort. And I'm like, wow. Like, imagine having an ailment like that. Or some of the other things. Like, sometimes I see, like, you know, it's downtown Toronto, man. It's a jungle. You got all sorts of shit you see on the corner every day, man. You got to sleep with one eye open, you know? Someone's liable to walk around and hit you in the back of your stomach. <laughs> I've been listening to some old-time radio. They talk like that, you know? Yeah, you know? A friend's a friend, but you got to keep an eye on them. Or they're liable to come up and hit you in the back of your stomach. <laughs> but, um, you know, you see all sorts of shit in downtown Toronto. And, you know, sometimes I see these women on the street and they're fucking, you know, a couple months pregnant and they're smoking crack and they're fucking getting drunk and they're, you know, several months pregnant. And it's just like, I could have been a crack baby. I could have been a fetal alcohol syndrome baby. I could have had some sort of um, disease, some kind of deformity. I could have fucked myself up when I fell off that dock. I could have died in a drunken blackout. Like there's so many fucking things that could have happened to me and I have to maintain that, that, um, gratitude because it's so easy for me to forget and that's one of the things that uh, we try to emphasize in recovery different little sayings and one of them is remember when and but for the grace of God and keep coming back and live and let live first things first easy does it Little words of wisdom that just keep you fucking grounded and thankful. Because, you know, I can't change yesterday. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen tomorrow. But I got now. And um, I try to remember that and live in that. Um, I think that's it for today. I'm tired. Too old, too, too blind, too fucking blind. If I was 90, if I was 10 years younger, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Who the hell you think you're talking to? I'm too fucking old, too fucking blind. That's my, uh, Al Pacino impersonation from uh, Scent of a Woman. He plays like a blind, uh, ex-general alcoholic. 
And he goes on like a fucking joy ride with his um, caregiver, his like live-in nanny played by uh, Chris O'Donnell. And uh, he goes on this fucking joy ride, couple day debauchery, fucking turn this bitch in all banged up and bruised. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but go see it. And he plays an alcoholic in the movie too, um, Al Pacino. And he also, um, well, you know, he talks about his problems with alcohol in his life as well. But uh, one of the great speeches in the film, right? He's in front of the, 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 his caregiver in the film, his, uh, I guess like his caregiver, cause he's like a blind man with a disability. So his caregiver, uh, Chris O'Donnell, you know, he's having troubles with his, um, his school. He might be getting kicked out of school for some misconduct that wasn't his fault. And he's got nobody to support him. So, um, General Frank uh, Slate or something like that. I think that's his character's name, Al Pacino in the film. He comes to, he comes to uh, Chris O'Donnell's aid, and he goes up and he stands in front of, um, he stands up in front of the school body, right? And he's bitching out the fucking superintendent and the principal and the advisory board. He's bitching everybody else. He's bitching everybody out. If I was ten years younger, take a flamethrower to this place. Who the hell you think you're talking to? I'm too fucking old, too fucking blind. <laughs> I love Al Pacino. I try to keep grateful for him, right? There's a picture hanging on my wall. There's a picture hanging on my wall of Al Pacino right now. I'm looking over at him. Back in my drinking days, I'd be all paranoid, all high and drunk. I'd be like, is that fucking thing looking at me? He's looking at me. He's looking at me. Look at me. And get all fucking paranoid and shit. <laughs> you know, so I got a lot to be grateful for and remember and take it one day at a time, you know. All that shit. Um, yeah, a couple things coming down the pike for me. Working very hard at my um, rebuilding phase. I got a couple real things going on, you know, like, um, they're slow moving everything in time, but the blueprint has been, uh, read. The actions are put in action and I'm just chipping away at it one day at a time, keeping my gratitude, living and let live, remembering when, but for the grace of God, easy does it. First things first. Never eat soggy wieners. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram reporting live for duty on this August 21st, 2018. Bit of a shorty, bit of a short one. Best I could do today. Sometimes you just can only do your best. Um, feeling very good though. Had fun with it at the very least. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up with, uh, I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Um, trying to come up with some different things for the podcast. Always trying to come up with different angles. Always trying to have a little fun and could always use a little bit of feedback. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You go out there and live it, love it, and realize it. Enjoy the rest of your August. It's going to be a great one. And I'm going to talk to you next time. Peace. Ha 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 ha!